You are listening to a bonus episode of This is Type 1. Today I have Dr. T. Wynn with me. T. is a podiatrist specializing in minimally invasive solutions for foot pain and diabetic foot ulcers. Now, I have personally avoided talking about diabetic foot problems because honestly, it grosses me out, but it is an important topic for type 1 diabetics to understand because nerve problems are a possible long-term complication. So I'm glad we have an actual foot doctor who can speak to this and provide insight for how we can keep our feet healthy. T, welcome to the show. Thank you, Colleen. I'm so grateful to be here. And I love that you don't love feet because that gives me opportunity to talk about what I love to talk about, which is feet. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I just remember my mom, when I was a kid, she would always harp on me for wearing to wear shoes in the driveway. And I'm like, I'm going to run on the gravel. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly it didn't work out. Um, well, it did work out that my feet are fine, but it didn't work out that my mom got wanted me to wear shoes. So tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit more about you and why it's important for type 1 diabetics to pay attention to their feet. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a podiatrist in Santa Cruz, California, and I take care of foot pathology of a variety. But my most, my deepest passion project is really helping those who are at risk for things like leg amputation understand the value of their feet. And why is that? Well, when you have diabetes or circulation problems or peripheral neuropathy, I think our feet, because they're so far from our eyes and just like you said, people think it's gross. You just don't pay attention to them. That's where we can get into trouble. So the feet is part of your general wellness. Your feet can tell you a lot about your health. Poor feet hygiene is equivalent to poor dental health. You can tell if a person's been paying attention to their feet. And those with diabetes, whether it's type one or type two, are at risk of developing peripheral neuropathy so that means if you're running around on gravel and you cut yourself, you may not know it. That can turn into an infection that can land you in the ER. You can end up with some level of amputation. And if we can only backtrack and really understand how we got to that point, it all stems down to just general education of your foot hygiene. And that's why I think that's so important to talk about. So what is general foot hygiene? It's a term I kind of made up. I didn't learn it in school, <laughs> but I tried to make it equivalent to something that we already know is very important. Now, dentistry, they've made it a point that your mouth hygiene is something that needs to be evaluated every six months. They are so good at that. They send out postcards, now they're texting. And so you get these reminders. It's kind of like, I don't know, an oil change. You know, the light goes off and then, you know, to schedule it. Whereas we don't have that system in place for foot care. And when we neglect our feet, a couple of things can happen. Acute problems can turn chronic. Plantar fasciitis can become plantar fasciosis or it degenerates and it hurts with every step. Nail problems can lead to nail fungus or nails that just fall off because they're so damaged. And if you're diabetic, you have, you have, problem, you have, you have problems with your immune system getting an accidental cut that becomes an entryway for fungus and bacteria. So that's what foot hygiene is, is just being aware and just self-cleaning, showering, bathing every other day, every day, depending on your routine. But at the bare minimum, just being aware of what your foot looks like. That's really good advice. And I think I actually just do this naturally, but just by looking at my feet, like when I'm on the toilet or in, like in the shower or something. And it never really like crossed my mind that 
I would not have good foot hygiene. So that's kind of interesting that people don't pay attention to their feet. Yeah. And it's an, there's a variety of reasons why that happens. It could be because their diabetes is so far advanced. They have retinopathy or they can't see or they can't feel. So they don't know what's going on or they don't have the flexibility to lift the bottom of their foot up to see if something's on the bottom of their feet or they don't even know to check between their toes where there's, you know, toe jam, <laughs> thus bacteria and other, you know, gnarly stuff that can grow from there. And I often see people who are older, who cannot reach their feet. They have other medical priorities. So the foot is the last that they really care about. And they just don't have that awareness of knowing that they should check their feet. So toe jam is not a word that I've heard in a very long time. So thank you for <laughs> reminding me of that. Toe jam is my jam, you know? <laughs> <laughs> with the population you work with, since they're mostly older adults, how do you help type 1 diabetics avoid leg amputations in particular? Actually, the youngest person I had with type 1 diabetes, he was a gentleman who was a retired hockey player. And I met him in his early 30s. But he was not old. He had developed a sore at the bottom of his forefoot. And he didn't know it. So I evaluated it. I found out that he actually has a circulation problem, which was why that sore wasn't healing. And I wouldn't have known if I didn't do further testing, because the assumption is you're young, you're active, you're healthy, you should have good circulation. But that was not the case for this patient. We, we saw something that is very common. It's called microvascular circulation problems where it's the smaller vessels. So even though we can feel the pulses on the foot, like we can feel the pulse on our neck, you know, we know blood's coming down, but further down in the toes are the tinier vessels and those can be compromised in diabetes. And for him, he was type one diabetic as well. So it's actually a whole range of ages. It's just more commonly in older people, uh, but because younger people feel invincible. And that's why I say anybody who's been diagnosed with diabetes of any stage, at least touch base with a podiatrist once a year. Okay. And is that how we avoid amputations is foot hygiene exactly. and talking to a podiatrist? Exactly. Because I can see the structures of your foot that can put you at risk for developing an open sore. And that can come on something as benign as a callus. People think a callus is just, you know, hard skin but it can actually indicate that is a very high pressure point or it could be a wart. And those two things get treated very differently. And I've seen other, I've seen cases where these are mistreated, where a callus was cut out or a wart was not cut out. You know, this can be a big problem. And if somebody is cutting out a wart in a patient with diabetes, not knowing they might have a microvascular problem, that can lead to an open sore that doesn't heal and become an infection and then lead to an amputation. So we want to find podiatrists who are familiar with type 1 diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Or who, you know, takes the time to educate on preventive measures. Now, in this society, in the current insurance-based society, a lot of doctors are just kind of dealing with one problem at a time. Those are quick visits. You know, what's your problem? Let's fix it. That's the current state that we're in. And so 
not all podiatrists are made the same, but certainly touch base to see at least they can screen you for your circulation, for your neuropathy, for your foot shape and other risk factors and get an idea of what preventive measures you can do. In some instances, I get a lot of second opinions because I lean more into the holistic side of podiatry, of preventive foot care. So I'm spending an hour of education with patients because I think that's the time that you need to really understand your own body to know what to look out for. And let's say you went to the beach and you stepped on something, then you kind of know how to manage it instead of putting it off, waiting for it to get real bad, and then it doesn't heal. You are the real MVP. Spending an hour of education <laughs> with patients. If they want it. I don't want to stress people out if that's not their thing. <laughs> but surprisingly, if this is their first encounter of diabetes, they don't really know what is expected at a medical office. And so I take my time to answer all of the questions that they have. And it could be something like, I have decreased sexual function. It might be related to your diabetes. I'm not having clear vision. Also might be other medical conditions. So I try to walk them through not just their feet, but their overall general well-being. Got it. If type ones don't have a podiatrist and they're just going to their general practitioner or their endocrinologist, what should they be asking their doctors if like the possibility of an amputation comes up? Our primary care doctors, endocrinologists, it's a great partnership. I think a really easy question is asking, hey doc, is my circulation good? Or do I have a callus that I should be concerned about? Is it a callus or a wart, whatever it is? And should I see a podiatrist? Because it might be the case where their primary care doctor just doesn't feel comfortable with feet. I mean, there are doctors are human. We're allowed to think that feet are gross. <laughs> and then there are those of us who love, like I love seeing the different anatomy of feet and how it all relates to the biomechanics of your legs, to your knees, to your hips, and just trying to help people understand that your feet are still connected to a human being, a whole human being. And so just kind of touching base with your primary care doctor, should I see a podiatrist? And then they're going to ask you, what do you need to see them for? Maybe it's nail fungus. Maybe it's an ingrown toenail. Maybe you got heel pain and you want to be more active. So that's when you start opening that, that, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. That's when you open opportunities to really learn more about your body. And to be clear, it's not that I think feet in general are gross. I just think diabetic foot problems are gross. <laughs> oh, they, they, that's what I do. It is gross. I used to work at Parkland Hospital in Dallas, which is community hospital. So we get very neglected patients who either are homeless, they don't have insurance, whatever their social economic situation is. So we got a lot of really nasty things. We would get patients who would come in with maggots, you know, just rolling all over the place and we would have to manage it. And even the staff, a lot of the staff couldn't tolerate that level of poor hygiene, but that's okay. I'm all about that because I love, it's like a fixer upper. You're like, oh, I see your problem. I can fix it. I can do that. <laughs> okay. I feel a little bit vindicated, but still that that's gross. It's so nasty. <laughs> okay. So to help our listeners get that image out of their head, um, and focus back on their own feet. How can type one diabetics check their feet today to make sure they're healthy? This is so easy. So just like you would check your hands, you know, you wash your hands, you check them, make sure it looks relatively normal. There's no cuts or bruises or bleeding or anything that's irregular. 
the same thing with your feet. Just take a peek, just as you do. It's very casual. You can be sitting down and you look at your feet, all, all of your 10 toes in the place they're supposed to be. Are they in the same lane or are they crossing over? Are they leaning to the side? Like what is your normal? So just knowing what that looks like. And then of course, always look at the bottom of your feet. If you don't have that flexibility to bend your knee to see the bottom of your feet, a really neat trick is putting a mirror on the floor and just putting your foot across and seeing is there blood? Is there a skin lesion that looks unusual? But you wouldn't know if you didn't check. So you would just swing your foot over and say, okay, all this gravy. But if there's something unusual, you're like, I don't think I had that mold there before. That's when you get get it checked out. All right. For our listeners who are not as grossed out as feet at feet as I am and want to learn more about them, where can they find you online? I am on, in, on Instagram at Dr. T Podiatry. You can find all of my information, my contact information at linkapp.com. That's L-I-N-Q-A-P-P.com forward slash Dr. T Podiatry. D-R-T-E-A-P-O-D-I-A. I can never spell T-R-Y. <laughs> Dr. T Podiatry, just just Google it. <laughs> all right. And you can find all of those links in the description of this podcast because there are no show, no show notes for bonus episodes. All right, T, thank you so much for sharing that information with us. That is it for this bonus episode of This is Type 1. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.